Hello there. I am Nancy Mariah Balish, Interim Chair and Professor of Music. Are you ready for the You, Me, Music Hour? This podcast is brought to you by the University of Mississippi's Department of Music, and we are excited to celebrate the ways that we connect through music. Episodes will feature music performed and discussed by faculty, students, and even special guests. And remember, your thoughts are an important part of this program. Hello, my name is Amanda Flyflit, and I am the Multimedia Specialist for the Department of Music at the University of Mississippi. Today's episode is all about the gift of music. During the holidays, it is nearly impossible to go a day without hearing a signature holiday tune, whether it be on the radio, in a store, or even on a television advertisement. To get us in that holiday spirit, let's take a listen to Jingle Bells, arranged by John LaBarbera, performed by the Mississippians Jazz Ensemble.
October 26, 2020, the University of Mississippi's LOU Symphony Orchestra performed a tremendous concert at the Gertrude Castillo Ford Center. The event not only featured members of the LOU Symphony Orchestra, but also area orchestra students from Oxford and Tupelo High Schools. The collaboration was the brainchild of the symphony director, Dr. Selim Girai. It also featured two pieces by Jared Impachachaha Tate, one of which we will hear today. But first, let's hear from the director of the LOU Symphony Orchestra, Dr. Selim Girai. The piece we are going to hear today by Jared Tate is Chokfi. Why did you program this piece for your concert? Chokfi was composed for a youth orchestra, and we thought it would be a perfect fit for our side-by-side -side concert with Oxford and Tupelo High School orchestras. Where did you get the idea for the side-by-side -side concerts? The Lafayette Oxford University Symphony Orchestra's first official side-by-side -side concert was Beethoven's Fifth in 2019. When I think of a side-by-side -side concert, I think of a professional orchestra joined by a student ensemble. In our case, however, it was a university and high school orchestra collaboration. Wow, two years in a row. I hope this becomes a yearly tradition for our students. So Dr. Girai, who has been your most influential music teacher? This is a difficult question to answer. I believe every professor makes an impression on a student to variable extent, from the earliest years of education to graduate school. My father was uh, an exemplary professor and performer whom I observed from a very young age. A wonderful teacher, parent, and musical colleague. I am sure he is proud. Thank you for your time, Dr. Girai. One of the high school students in this collaborative event was ninth grade cellist Connor Carlisle. Connor certainly comes from a musical family, as he is the son of two professors within the University of Mississippi's music department, Ms. Adrian Park and Dr. David Carlisle. Connor, from your perspective as a high school student, what is it like to play in an orchestra? Playing in an orchestra is a fun and exciting experience where you're joined by many other skillful players. The part in the piece that you might not have understood before suddenly fits into part of a bigger sound. You practice the piece by yourself, but in an orchestra, you're with other people who share your interest in music. Um, you can also make new friends along the way. and. Uh, most of all, it's fun to play an exciting piece of music together with those people. Adrian and David, you both perform with the Memphis Symphony Orchestra. As professionals, what is it like for you both to play in an orchestra? That's a great question, and one that I actually asked myself years ago as a young musician. I spent my undergraduate years primarily focused on solo piano repertoire, and little by little started performing in small chamber ensembles in graduate school, and then on faculty at an arts center in Canada. After moving back to this area, I took an orchestral audition and became the principal pianist with the Memphis Symphony Orchestra. As pianists were often called upon to play piano parts within standard large classical works, sometimes these piano parts are just one piece of the whole texture, and other times our piano parts can be extremely 
virtuosic in nature, and were suddenly thrust in the spotlight. We're also called upon to play a variety of keyboards. I've performed on the harpsichord in Messiah and also on the celeste for the well-known dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy and Nutcracker. Even though I've played these pieces many times, it's still a thrilling experience to be on stage hearing this massive sound around me. So performing on different instruments with different styles of music definitely keeps me on my toes and provides for a lot of variety each season. Playing in an orchestra is a shared community experience involving many musicians on stage. Could be anywhere from 35 to 100 players performing for a large audience of up to 2,000 people. One question that people might ask is, how do all of these musicians play together as one? We watch the conductor, we listen carefully to each other, and good rhythm from everyone is also a big key. As a percussionist, I most often am called to play exactly what's written, but there are a good number of circumstances where I'll be called to improvise my part, for example, when I play drum set or congas. I grew up playing in rock bands, jazz bands, but I also played in the Youth Symphony Orchestra, so I'm comfortable switching gears between playing exactly what's written and improvising. What's unique and so great about the orchestra is the great variety of potential sounds. As a percussionist, I choose specific cymbal, drum, or mallet sounds, and I cater my sound to match a particular musical moment. When the orchestra expresses a complex idea as one unit, it's very satisfying for the musicians and hopefully a lot of fun for the audience as well. Now, you two are in an interesting position being both musicians and parents of musicians. What is it like being a parent compared to a player in an orchestra? As a parent, it's been an incredible experience watching our children grow up surrounded by music. When I was expecting Connor, I was still actively performing concerts with the orchestra until right before he was born. Usually the piano is placed on stage near the entire percussion section. So whenever we performed loud rhythmic music, he seemed to be doing complete somersaults while moving to the music. When they were really little, we would load our car full of percussion and a ton of baby gear and then travel together to the concert hall. A sitter took care of them in a nearby room during the rehearsals, and as they got older, they began attending our concerts with the sitter in the audience. I guess you could call them backstage kids, as the stage crew all know them very well, but now that they're older, I guess we're the ones backstage helping to support their after-school activities. In our house, music is being made on a daily basis, whether it's us as parents preparing for our performances or whether it's our two sons practicing for their lessons, their music classes, or rehearsals. As Adrian mentioned, Connor and our younger son, Dylan, have been surrounded by music even before they were born, and it's exciting to see them take interest in music. Dylan is taking percussion in sixth grade, and I added my two cents every now and then on the periphery. For this upcoming break, I plan to set up a couple of drum sets in our back room and have fun playing together. I would say that the biggest difference as musicians now with two children is that it's no longer just about our music making. 
It's also about supporting their music activities along with their school, scouts, and sports. So it's definitely a balancing act. One of my favorite memories is actually watching you both perform with the Memphis Symphony Orchestra a few years ago and sitting in the audience with your sons, Connor and Dylan. Even at a younger age, they were so attentive and enthralled with the holiday music you were performing. So Adrian, who has been your most influential music teacher? There are so many wonderful pianists who've had a major impact on me. Hearing my mother play the piano was my first indelible musical experience. I just couldn't believe how beautiful she sounded. My parents gifted me with the opportunity to take piano lessons formally. During junior high and high school, I worked with a professor here at the University of Mississippi. Her name was Dr. Natalia DeRosa. I was pretty nervous before every lesson because she was very demanding and she expected excellence with every note. While that was challenging as a young person, her high expectations have helped develop my own work ethic. Dr. DeRosa introduced me to Abby Simon, a concert pianist. I auditioned for him and was accepted into a studio at the University of Houston. Mr. Simon smoked a pipe, so we always knew when Mr. Simon was back in town because everyone would scurry to the practice rooms immediately when we smelled the smoke from the pipe. I also studied with Betty Ruth Tom Forty, who was an amazing pianist and mentor as well. I hope to pass on what I've learned from these incredible pianists to my own students. Oh, wow. So many wonderful mentors and memories. Uh, David, same question. Who has been your most influential music teacher? I've been very lucky to have many great teachers. My high school band teacher, Robert Mee, was exceptional in his expertise and his passion for music. He actually completed a doctoral degree at the Eastman School of Music when I was in the 10th grade. That's very unusual for a high school teacher to do. He connected me to David Kent, who is the principal timpanist with the Toronto Symphony Orchestra, and I studied with him privately to learn how to play percussion. That led me to Interlochen Music Camp for one summer, which ultimately led me to the Eastman School of Music, where I studied for my undergraduate degree with John Beck. For my master's degree, I was very lucky to study with the percussion group Nexus, and that, at the time, included Russell Hartenberger, Robin Engelman, Bob Becker, Bill Kahn, John Wire. I also studied with the members of percussion groups Cincinnati, Alan Audi, Jim Cully, and Rusty Burge when I did my doctoral degree. Of that impressive list of teachers, I would say that my most formative teacher was John Beck at the Eastman School of Music. He taught us the conventions and certainly his approach to playing percussion and timpani, but he also encouraged us to innovate and to teach ourselves. The majority of his students are exceptional leaders internationally in the percussion field, and I would say that his students have increased the scope of what the percussion convention is. It is remarkable the impact a few musical mentors can make in our lives. Before we listen to Chokfi from the LOU Symphony Orchestra side-by-side concert, I want to ask Connor a few more questions. Connor, what was the best part of playing Chalkfeet by Jared Tate with the LOU Symphony Orchestra? 
the best part of playing choke fee was learning new rhythms and chords, but also playing while knowing the meaning behind the piece. It was uh, difficult at first because of the changing meters, but I soon picked it up. Uh, I liked that the LOU Symphony was very professional and a great group to play with at the Ford Center. I also liked that I was able to play with people and that that are more experienced than I am. It was also interesting to have strings and percussion only because I'm used to either a full orchestra with brass and woodwinds or just strings. How would you describe the Chokfi piece to someone who has never heard it? It's fast-paced in the beginning and end of the piece with a brief peaceful moment in the middle. I would also tell them that Chokfi stands for rabbit in Chickasaw culture. The piece is themed around a rabbit trickster and that the constant changing of rhythms elaborates on the uh, unpredictable nature of the rabbit. Um, the composer also adds throughout the piece many effects such as pizzicato and tremolos to enhance the meaning of it. Um, also, the bass drum and tom-tom are both key parts in maintaining the rhythm. Overall, it's a fun piece to listen to. I think that is a great description of this piece. Thank you, Connor, for your time today, and thank you, Adrian and David, for gifting Connor these musical experiences. Your musical family is a gift to us all in this Oxford area and beyond. Now, let's hear Chokfi by Jared Tate, performed by the LOU Symphony Orchestra, alongside orchestra students from Oxford and Tupelo High Schools.
A key component of our podcast is a thank you note segment where performers and the public can express appreciation for someone or something in the world of music. The following thank you notes were submitted by you, our audience. Dear Holiday Music, thank you for getting us all in the holiday mood. The decorations in stores and homes are nice, but until I hear Vince Guaraldi's A Charlie Brown Christmas, the holidays have not arrived. Thanks for bringing the holiday spirit. We really need it this year. Sincerely, a music listener. Dear All I Want for Christmas is You, you are everywhere and I am sick of you and yet somehow I also love you. What can I say? Sincerely, a casual music listener who loves holiday music. Dear Blue Juice, thank you for making superb valve oil and allowing me to play my holiday music to the best of my ability. Sincerely, 10th grade trumpet player, Stuart. I'd like to thank Mr. Koontz for giving me the opportunity to play the piece with the LOU Symphony Orchestra. And I would also like to thank Miss Gaston for teaching me cello since I was eight. Sincerely, Connor Carlisle, freshman cellist at Oxford High School. In keeping with our holiday theme, I'd like to share another musical selection with you folks. The gift of music is an extraordinary one, and we here at the University of Mississippi Department of Music are always so grateful when gifted new and exciting arrangements for our ensembles. Let's take a listen to a holiday medley entitled Celebrate Christmas, arranged by Gordon Ring and performed by the University of Mississippi University Chorus with LOU Orchestra.
Today's episode is dedicated to music educators. Thank you for the profound impact you make in so many people's lives. Thank you to Amanda Fleiflet for producing this series. Thank you to our guests, Selim Garay, Adrian Park, and David Carlisle, and their son, Connor. Thank you to our performers, members of the LOU Symphony Orchestra, and students from the orchestral programs at Oxford High School and Tupelo High School. Composer Jared Tate, the Mississippians Jazz Ensemble, and the University of Mississippi Choirs. I hope you, our listeners, have enjoyed today's episode. It is meant as a gift from the Department of Music, but I should confess that getting to share our music is truly a gift to us and brings us so much joy. Despite COVID during the fall 2020 semester, we've been able to share so much music. Eight large ensemble concerts, three chamber group concerts, 12 solo recitals, and three episodes of the You, Me, Music Hour podcast series. I am so proud of everything we have accomplished safely. I also want to take a moment to thank the amazing people who have donated to our recent Ignite campaign. Your financial gifts allow us to expand our programming and live streaming possibilities. So, on behalf of the entire Department of Music at the University of Mississippi, I wish you a healthy holiday season and a happy new year.